All right, our next industry update for the morning is turning to the food delivery industry, something we chat about often here. Uh, But food delivery and gig work platforms have been participating in several high-profile acquisitions and mergers as of late. For example, Uber buying up competitor Postmates, as well as alcohol delivery service Drizzly. And now DoorDash is joining the trend with a significant investment in an automated food prep company. So here's some reporting out of Yahoo Finance. DoorDash announced the acquisition of Chowbotics, which is a food robotics company, to expand fresh meal offerings. There was no number given on the deal. Uh, I always love seeing just how much was forked over for this, but apparently the deals closed at the end of 2020. There's no indication on if we're ever going to see numbers on that deal. Uh, Chowbotics staff are now DoorDash employees, uh, but the Chowbotics brand will remain, and structurally the company will operate as normal and will still be seen to the outside world as this is a Chowbotics robot, not a DoorDash robot. Uh, Chowbotics makes a refrigerator-sized robot called Sally. And what this robot can do is store up to 22 different prepared ingredients, which gives the ability of making around 65 meals at a time. So really increases food output in a restaurant or QSR setting. And during the pandemic, Chowbotics sales jumped considerably as their B2B customer base looked for more sanitary and, if we're being honest, less labor-dependent ways to prepare and dispense food. And that was probably a major motivator for why DoorDash wanted to acquire them. Before the pandemic and before the DoorDash acquisition, Chowbotics had only sold about 125 of its robots, uh, and they were selling them to institutions like universities and hospitals as well as grocery stores, and they run at about $35,000 a piece. So it's a significant CapEx investment, and 125 sales is pretty meager, but I think DoorDash saw the opportunity here and wanted to jump on uh, ownership of this company before they exploded. So we'll get into whether or not that investment will pay off for them. Uh, but in a statement, DoorDash said that Chowbotics robots would allow its restaurant partners to offer, quote, more varieties of meals without having to expand their kitchen space. And uh, other DoorDash merchants like convenience stores could also use it to expand into fresh food, end quote. Um, that was pulled from the Yahoo Finance story. There's also a labor impact layer here that I think is worth discussing. Uh, it's you know it's always front of mind with these kinds of conversations. So I want to play a quick clip from a Wired video that debuted in 2017. So these perspectives are much before the pandemic accelerated the adoption of these sorts of technologies. So you'll hear from two people here. First, Julia Collins. She's the CEO of Zoom Pizza. She explains how their automated technology interacts and empowers the worker. Then we'll hear from Saru Jayaraman. She's a professor of public policy at UC Berkeley, and she explains why automation is presented as scary and often justifiably is seen as a fear for the labor force. So let's go ahead and play those two quick quotes, and then we'll get into some thoughts. Humans do the tasks that are human-centered, like cooking from scratch, preparing fresh produce, making sauce. And so this is how we're able to unlock human potential to give people better, more satisfying jobs, and how we're also able to reduce some of our hourly labor costs so we can spend more money on high-quality ingredients for our customers. There's no need or requirement for automation to replace jobs or reduce wages or in any way hurt human beings. The problem exists when the industry attempts to use automation as an excuse or justification to drive down wages for workers, somehow to pit 
robots and humans against each other, um, or to suggest that policy to raise the minimum wage is wrongheaded because it necessarily results in automation, which we have just not seen to be the case. So there's a lot of good context to frame this story. My mind takes me to a few places. First, I wonder if this is actually going to give DoorDash an advantage. Uh, it seems like this could be a you know a major efficiency boom for its partners, but it's kind of dependent on DoorDash getting these technologies to the partners in the first place. Is thirty-five thousand dollars a piece? Uh, reasonable for small independent restaurants or QSR, you know, small chains, regional chains? Do they have the kind of cash flow to invest in this and will they see a return on said investment? You would think probably yes, especially because delivery uh, and the convenience of uh, quick, fresh meals continues to become a standard for the customer. But I could also see it backfiring and being sort of an expansion of demand that isn't uh, actually representative of what people want. And I think it's really dependent on what your menu is as a restaurant. So, uh, you know, I wonder if DoorDash was given consideration to which kinds of partners it wants to bring these technologies to. I also wonder what the impact of this is going to be on an already struggling workforce. Uh, I think those two quotes from the Wired video frame the subject pretty well because on one end I, I think it is fair to say that there can be a level of automation that doesn't actually take away jobs or ruin jobs or uh, you know going to become a boon on the labor force but that instead will sort of remove tasks that uh, you know I think are rightfully criticized you know, when we think about the Industrial Revolution, for example, everyone's always like, oh, it's so great that we built a system where someone could sit in front of a conveyor belt and do the same task for eight hours, 10 hours, 12 hours a day. It's like, yeah, maybe we should find a way to keep them from having to do that. Like people deserve better than that kind of work. On the flip side, um, there's also the other perspective that you know, yes, this could remove some menial tasks, but there's not really a standard or a checks and balance that will keep a business from using this beyond that scope, right? Well, okay, yeah, we can remove the guy spreading the sauce, and so he doesn't have to spread sauce on the pizza, uh, you know, for eight hours consecutively all day, but it's like, do we really need him putting the ingredients on? Do we really need him in the kitchen at all? Do we need him manning the oven? Okay, well, let's just, you know, get rid of those employees anyways. They're just now useless. So I think it depends a lot on leadership. It depends a lot on implementation, but the bottom line is that Often these kinds of developments are in place to increase profits. At the end of the day, that's the motivator. We're in this society, we're in this kind of business structure, and to win out, you got to make sure that you are continuously padding that bottom line. So if padding the bottom line is going to be, hey, we can trim a few extra workers from our weekly rotation, how is that going to impact us yearly? Oh, X many thousand dollars? Perfect. Great. Now let's invest in this robot instead. That's not a a fantastical argument like that is very grounded and plausible um, 
So I just wonder how this is going to impact these smaller restaurants that already have had to do layoffs, already are struggling cash-wise. Are they even going to have the cash for this? And if they do, uh, you know, are they most ripe to say, well, we're already struggling, we're just going to have to get rid of people, and this robot will help us, you know, resuscitate the business? You can see both sides of it there, but, you know, at the end of the day, someone suffers, and it would be the worker in that case. Um, And then... I'm also curious how DoorDash being a catalyst for bringing automation to the kitchen impacts its relationship with their partners. Uh, You know, a lot of restaurants have both said, we love DoorDash, Uber Eats, Postmates because they provide delivery infrastructure. I've also seen a lot of restaurants say they don't like that infrastructure because as much as they realize delivery is essential, they don't want to be at the whim, the behest of DoorDash and its pricing models and how much of a fee it eats from each order. And, you know, a lot of times they barely see uh, revenue from those orders, and yet a majority of orders are coming through something like DoorDash because of the pandemic. So I wonder if DoorDash is the avenue for you getting this sort of efficient technology. Does that actually benefit you to become a more growing independent restaurant or QSR small chain? Uh, Or is that going to now bring you even more into that kind of gig delivery infrastructure? uh, And is that actually to your benefit as a restaurant? Maybe in the short term, yes. But in the long term, who does it make you dependent on? And what happens if those companies then can no longer provide that service and you've built your whole business model around X, Y, and Z? Uh, I think those are important questions to ask. Uh, But Tyler, uh, what are your thoughts here? I know I, I laid out a ton. There's a bunch of different perspectives here. Does anything stand out to you as critical to break down? I guess the, the biggest question on my mind is, Again, that's a that's a big capital expenditure, right? Thirty five thousand dollars a piece, right? Uh, that's that's obviously a lot. But I guess I wonder how many restaurants who look at this as a final swing to stay open, how they will view it. It, it it's always hard when you when you bring in labor into it and. You have to have those conversations about, well, what if this does take away jobs from people, and what does that look like, and and you know how do we, how do we wrestle with that idea of taking care of people while also knowing that this is a that we we function in a capitalist society where you have to make money to survive and that sort of thing. And I wonder, I wonder how many restaurants these days. It's not about padding the bottom line and making more money. It's just about surviving and staying open. And I wonder if this couldn't be a tool to that end. I realize that's looking at things through a very rose-colored set of lenses that that might not actually exist. But if this does actually help restaurants stay open and employ the people that they can employ, then I would say it's a net positive. But again, you raised a lot of good questions, and many of which I I don't have answers to and, and don't have the expertise to to speak on, but I, I, I am curious to see how this all works out and, and what the what the outcome of something like this is. And, and really, DoorDash's role in it is also extremely interesting to me. Um, you know how this affects their market share. You know within a, a very very competitive marketplace. Yeah, I agree there, Tyler. And 
Uh, the last thing that I wanted to bring up is just how important fresh food is going to be to QSR and smaller restaurants and the delivery infrastructure moving forward. We've seen a lot of these vegan, vegetarian, lifestyle diet trends become very popular over recent years. I wish I had some stats to quantify that, uh, but just know that it's so popular that chains like Chipotle and major fast food chains like McDonald's, um, uh, Del Taco, uh, Dunkin' Donuts, Burger King all now have faux meat options that are sold both as, hey, if you like meat but are trying to go vegan, this is your choice. Uh, you know, <laughs> this is for you. Um, but also trying to play to the eco-conscious consumer who, you know, cares about the environment and cares about trying to make green decisions with their purchasing power. And I think that all leads to fresh food continuously being something that the consumer is going to want. And they want to feel like what they're eating is fresh and not just thrown in the, the reheater, the microwave, before they get it on their tray. So I think that could be a positive for this DoorDash investment. And even if the capital expenditure is high... And even if it brings more restaurants into the DoorDash infrastructure and, you know, they are unhappy with that, it could at least be a catalyst for um, expanding fresh options on the menu. And I think that is a benefit to everyone always. Uh, I wonder if that is going to be at the cost of lower menu prices, if fresh food is going to now require that uh, many restaurants raise their prices on these offerings, or I wonder if the efficiency of a robot assisting in the um, execution of fresh meals will actually help bring those costs down. So that's where my head leaves me with this. We'll have to see how DoorDash continues to make use of Chowbotics in its network. Chowbotics.